What is up? What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where I talk blood sport and I drink beer. Uh, been away for a while. I actually made an episode last week, but it wasn't uploading to YouTube. It might have been the size of it, but it's on Spotify and Apple, so apologize for the absence there. I had a guest on it, so I was really bummed out I didn't get to post it, but go give it a listen if you get the shot. Um, all right, let's jump into this. It was a great fucking weekend for fight sports, and we've got a lot, lot, lot to talk about today. I'm going to try to run through it. I'm fucking amped off this coffee. I'm caffeinating. I'm dominating. And today's beer, it's called Hop Electric Hazy IPA. It's a real live wire. Never tried it before. We're going to give her an old, oh, I like these cans. It's made by Flying Dog. Gives it a uh, 6.8% alcohol. We're going to see what this baddie's all about. Nice light color. Yes, I'm not showing it to you. All right. Yeah, so today, um, a lot's going on. We This past weekend, actually, we had... Eagle FC, we had one. We had UFC, Bellator. We had some boxing. It was action-packed, great cards. Um, so we got a lot to talk about. We'll try this beer out first, um, and then we'll jump right into it. All right. Um, before I get started, sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. Got married. Um, got married this past week, so that's fucking awesome. The love of my life. So been uh, engaged for about two years so it's about time about damn time um and then we'll start it off with one fc um john lineker former ufc fighter he was a standout there he went on and took on let me make sure i got this name right bibiano fernandez for the for, forget what weight but they're fighting for the strap round one starts off um, Bibiano, Lineker, they're going at it. Um, Bibiano gets a takedown. Lineker shoots right back up um, after a couple seconds of not really doing anything for Bibi. And then they just start throwing wild looping hooks. I mean, just balls to the wall going all out on it. So that being said, it kind of both got rocked. Um, it looked like Bibi could have been finished and then Lineker ends up getting dropped, so that was freaking awesome. And then they just keep going at it until the round ends. We start round two, and Lineker's still throwing those looping punches. Just no straights involved at all. Trading bombs. Bibby's thrown back. He rocks him again. Um, he gets a takedown. Lineker shoots right back up again. And then Lineker throws this beautiful... Right hook to the body combo. Uh, well, right hook to the body, left hook to the head. Sleeps him, just out cold. Drops him up against the cage. Good night. Lineker takes the title. Knocks his fucking head off. It was beautiful. And then the other title fight that was on one, um, Don Lee versus Gary Tonin. This fight was real short. Um, Don Lee comes out there, and they're just kind of feeling each other out. Gary Tonin tries to do a uh, like a, a roll into a leg lock. He gets his leg laced up. Tonley does the best defense for a leg lock. 
he starts punching him in the face from the top. So Gary, sorry, Gary Tonnen's on his back, and Ton Lee's just dropping bombs, standing straight up. Ends up putting him out cold, and that was in the first round. So it was a clean, super clean knockout. Uh, and one thing I really love about what one is doing right now, they're putting everything on YouTube so everybody can see it. They're getting exposure because I know they're not huge here in the U.S. yet. Um, that's the best way to do it, free content because, I mean, you got to get exposed somehow and people just aren't eating it up like they should because it's a great promotion. But after that fight, um, Don Lee, he trains with Ryan Hall, who's a leg lock specialist in the UFC. And uh, Gary Tonnen, he trains with Gordon Ryan, who's ADCC Jiu-Jitsu uh, champion, I think. He's a beast. They got into war of words on Instagram about uh, Gordon Ryan saying Ryan Hall hasn't done anything. And Ryan Hall just pretty much called Gary Tonnen um, dismissive and no good. So got a little butthurt at each other. Never going to see that kind of fight or grappling match happen because Gordon Ryan's about a hundred pounds more than Ryan Hall. But that's what we got for one FC. It was a good card. I'm gonna throw this hat back on because my hair's a little jacked. Um yeah, so moving on. The next card we had on Friday was Eagle FC forty six, Lever Sanchez. And it was a pretty awesome card. I'm loving what Eagle's doing over here when they do the US shows in Florida at the FLX Center. I give it an 8-1. It's pretty damn good. Uh, pretty damn good. Haven't had a beer since the last episode. They dropped on Spotify and Apple, so it's nice. Uh, nice little comeback there. That's delicious. 8-1. <clears throat> Eagle FC. So uh, it had some great fights on the card, like I said. We'll, uh, we'll talk about, let's see, Impa Kasang Kasaganai. He's a former UFC fighter. He took on Raymond Magomed, Magomed Aliyev. Magomed Aliyev, um, those long, long names, and it was a, it was a high level grappling match. Good wrestling from both men. Um, There's some good stand up points in the fight, but for the most part, it was grappling. Um, it went, it was super close. Also, it went to split decision with Raymond getting the victory. Um, so that was an awesome fight. Another former UFC fighter, Ray Borg. He took on Ricky Bandejas and. Round one, he's getting his butt whooped. And uh, Bendejas, he's got the range. He's just doing whatever he wants to Borg. Round two comes out. Uh, Borg starts coming on, coming alive. Shows that he really wants it, just that warrior spirit. And they're trading bombs, both of them hurting each other. Both of them landing big shots, head and body. Round three, it's more of the same of round two. So round two, I thought, definitely went to Borg. Round one, definitely went to Bendejas. Round three, though, uh, it could have gone either way, and the judges kind of saw it that because they gave uh, Ray Borg the split decision victory. It was an awesome fight. Ray Borg is continuing to show that he's the most exciting fighter in Eagle FC, and I'm loving it. He's Both his fights have been fight of the night so far. He's fighting a lot. I think he said that he wants to fight again soon, so keep it coming. Give me more Ray Borg. Sorry I'm talking so fast. Like I said, I am amped off this coffee. I've had a lot of glasses of coffee. Um, anyways, moving on to the main event of Eagle FC. We have Kevin Lee versus Diego the Nightmare Sanchez. I think everybody coming into this fight thought Diego's washed. 
why the hell is he fighting? Who's letting him fight? Um, and yeah, that's what my opinion on that was. I didn't think he had a chance. This took place at 165, so less than what Diego's used to, more than what Kevin Lee's used to for the most part. Um, Diego came out, looked really good, landing a lot of leg kicks, really hurt Kevin Lee's leg. He was dragging it around the whole fight. Um, Kevin Lee did what he needed to. He was uh, When he was on the outside, he was landing good jabs, good kicks. Um, when it went to the ground, he was controlling and... Sorry, I don't need a peanut butter sandwich. Thank you, baby. <laughs> that was my daughter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but controlling him, controlling him from the top, um, landing good ground and pound, nothing enough to stop it, but did what he needed to to get the 30-27 victory. Diego looked really good for what I was expecting. Um, it was kind of shocking to see that. Diego had rocked him a couple times, and that was just... Not what I was expecting. I thought that he had a chance of stopping him if he would have kept going after that leg, but he didn't. Um, I think Kevin Lee kind of adjusted to catch him on the way in with that leg kick. So Lee looked good. Sanchez looked way better than I expected. Um, Lee's had both of his ACLs repaired, so this might be an issue going forward because he looked like he was really injured. I mean, he was just barely dragging that thing along. On to the next event. A really, really great card. Um, the main event didn't have a lot of star power on it or not a lot of excitement behind it. But tell you what, you missed out if you missed this card. So not many of these fights went to decision, I'll tell you that. And uh, we'll start off with Tafan Njakwa versus... This burps taste bad, though, I tell you what. Um, versus Azamon. I'm going to fuck this name up. Azamon Merzakhanov. Merzakhanov, yeah. Sorry. I watch a lot of shit. It's hard to remember how it's pronounced. Uh, so, in check with, he's coming out. He's dominating the fight, landing bombs, keeping him at range, doing what he needs to to uh, eke out a decision pretty good rounds one and two definitely went his way he was uh he won both rounds clearly round three comes out mirza uh he lands a good little like one two combo then just jumps in with this knee straight to the face puts in out cold it was nuts so great comeback there he gets the victory um that was awesome to see got a feel for in because he was dominating that fight, and his corner told him to go after it, and going after it ended up being what done him in, what done him in, got slept. The next fight that was on the card was Chris Moitino versus Guido Canetti, and uh, Moitino, if you remember, he's the one that stepped up short notice to fight Sean O'Malley. He was working like 80 hours a week at a paint store and training, and he, uh, he went to war with O'Malley, just ate everything that he had until the ref stepped in. Um, the guy, he's got a chin. He doesn't go down. That being said, Kennedy comes out there, and it's a little back and forth for the first couple minutes. Then he starts catching him, um, just teeing off on him. Moitino's still not going down, but he looked out on his feet. Ref steps in, stops the fight after like seven or eight strikes in a row where he's just getting teed off on, and 
Moitino seems like a guy that is too tough for his own good. This guy is, I mean, he does not go down no matter how many strikes, no matter how hard you're throwing the strikes, he does not go down. He's a warrior. He didn't really show out as far as the skill aspect, but man, this dude can just take some damage and go through it. He doesn't, he don't give a fuck. So, Kennedy gets the TKO victory in round one. Moitino still showing he's a beast, even though it was a round one stoppage. He protested it immediately. He uh, he just takes fucking damage and doesn't really dish it out. All right. Miranda Maverick versus Sabina Mazo. Um, Maverick looked great. She had a lot of control time in this fight, and she ended up getting her back and got the rear naked choke for the victory. So good to see her back in the winning column, and uh, I think she's a major prospect in that division. Not a lot to say about the fight. It was dominant. She looked wonderful. Um, Cody Brundage versus Delcha Lugiambula. Um, Lugiambula came out and put it on Brundage. I mean, it was just mopping the floor with him. Uh, I think strikes at the end of the fight were 50-4, to four, and this fight ended in the first round. So Brundage landed four strikes. That being said, Brundage, after taking all of the... All of Dolce, all of Dolce's barrage, everything that he had, he just throws in a guillotine out of nowhere, chokes him out, gets the stoppage. It was hell of a comeback. Um, Love to see it. Poor, uh, poor Lugi Mbala. Dude looked like he uh, he went out there and he thought he was going to get the early finish. Looked like he was. Props to the ref for letting him fight on, and Cody Brundage eking that out. That was fucking sweet um i love seeing that when someone's getting the shit beat out of them they just pull a submission out of nowhere because that's what happened he just out of nowhere he it's not like he rocked him and jumped the submission no he just jumped the submission and got him and there's a lot of other fights on the prelims that's what we're going to talk about um today because we got to get moving trying to go fast 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 (laughs) um so on the main card we had alex Pereira. uh Kickboxing standout, former glory middleweight and welterweight champion. He's taken on, what's his name, Bruno Silva. This fight was awesome. Um, round one was a little close. Silva, he's a mixed martial artist, whereas uh, Pereira is more of a kickboxer. They're trading. They're both rocking each other. Every time Silva would take Pereira down, Pereira stood right back up. He got up immediately, which is impressive with his kickboxing background that he's got that good ground defense. Um, end of round two, he starts rocking Bruno Silva, just rocking him, and Silva doesn't go down. We go into round three, and Pereira really starts to take over the fight. Um, he he's just teeing off on him, kinda. And props to Bruno Silva for taking those shots, because Alex Pereira hits hard. Only guy to knock out Israel Adesanya, um, and he's he's trying to get the fast track to that fight. There's big things coming for this dude, and he's calling out Jared Cannonier, uh, the number one contender right now to fight Izzy. Give him the fight. It's a good matchup for Pereira. Um, both of them talented kickboxers. Cannonier has good wrestling, but not great wrestling. He says that he hates wrestling. Um, you're not going to wrestle against Alex Pereira because he's not going to wrestle you. Great fight. I think Cannonier would be surprised and get slept in that fight because Pereira hits so fast. Freaking hard, so fucking hard. 
Can't wait. I want to see him fast track to UFC gold. Rematch him and Izzy. They're built very similar. Tall, lanky dudes. Pereira packs a bit more punch. Izzy's got more angles, more movement. So look forward to that. Big things coming from him. God, I am. Freaking caffeine gets me going. All right, then we have Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. Um, Terrence McKinney has been looking great. He was 2-0 in the UFC coming into this fight. Uh, like seven or eight first-round stoppages in a row. And he goes out there and he puts it on Dober. Drops him, fucking him up on the ground uh, with his ground and pound. And that's like the first two minutes of the fight. Terrence McKinney's just dominating him. Looks like he's going to stop Dober. Dober gets up, gets put right back down. And then Dober ends up on top, gets some ground and pound, ends up stopping the fight with ground and pound. Great resilience from Dober. I hate to see Terrence McKinney lose. Um, you know, he took the fight on like two weeks' notice, so props to him and props to Dober. He won, He called out a Bobby Green. That'd be a good fight for him. That'd be a fun one because both of them are fan pleasers. Can't wait. But Terrence McKinney and Drew Dober, that was awesome. Um, on to the next fight, which is probably one of my favorite fighters now after this fight because he's just been kicking ass in dominant fashion. Khalil, Rob Khalil Roundtree versus Carl Robertson. Um, Khalil Roundtree and Carl Robertson started off. It was a feeling out process in the first round. Robertson's a talented kickboxer. Roundtree's just a fighter. Not just a fighter, like. He's just a warrior. Round two, Roundtree comes out and he's kind of stalking his prey, like the lion stalking his prey in the African desert. Um, he catches him with this combo, drops him, and then as Roberson's on the ground, kicks him with a soccer kick to the gut, and you could tell it hurt him. Roberson shoots up, gets hit with another hard hook, Put down over. He looked like he was really hurt. Cleo Roundtree is a killer. Dude's a beast. Um, his last fight before this, he stopped it with an oblique kick right above the knee. I can't wait to see more from him. He's a he's a dog. And then moving on, we have Sadiq Yusuf. He beats Alex Carceres uh, via unanimous decision. It was an all right fight. Song Yedong is a problem. He took on Marlon Marias. Um, he goes out there, brutalized him, just catching him, and then a, he just sleeps him. First round, it was like some. It wasn't so quick, but it just seemed like it was because Song Yedong dominated and Marias' chin. It's gone, but Song Yedong is the real deal. Uh, he fights at one thirty-five. It's a stack division, so. Look to see more from him. He's calling out uh, Dominic Cruz, I think. So, I have to wait and see what's next. I'd like to see him fight somebody closer to the top right now. Uh, Song Yudong versus an Aldo. Song Yudong versus Corey Sandhagen would be good. have to wait and see. And then the main event, not a whole lot of exchanges. Anticlimactic. It was Uncle Live versus Thiago Santos. Um, 
Santos seems real cautious ever since his surgery after the John Jones fight on his knees. Um, Uncle Live seemed like he didn't want to get caught by what Santos had, and he did get dropped in the fight. But Uncle Live ended up pulling out the uh, pulling out the unanimous decision victory. It was kind of a snoozer compared to the other fights because there was just so much waiting. And speaking of snoozers, Bellator two seventy six. Um, all four fights on the main card went to decision. Phil Davis got a victory, um, but it wasn't the most interesting card. On the prelims, though, Cody Law, he goes out there and gets like a minute and a half of fighting before he stops it, drops the guy over and over again before he puts him out cold. Sorry about the burps. Um, so Cody Law, he looked vicious, didn't miss a strike, it seemed like. That was awesome. Um, not a whole lot to say about Bellator 276, though. And then on to boxing before we finish this up with more combat sports news. Boxing had an absolute war with Lee Wood versus uh, Michael Conlon. Conlon came out round one, drops Wood, um, putting it on him for most of the first half of the fight, really up to round eight, I thought. He was putting it on him. After that, Lee started to come back, but he definitely needed the knockout for the victory. He drops him in round 11. And then round 12, uh, round 12, Lee Wood goes out there, has him on the ropes, hits him with this nasty combo, and then puts him out cold. And Conlon falls through the ropes. So luckily, some people at ringside saw it happening because they caught him as he was falling. But he falls through the ropes. And he was out cold before he hit the ground. It was a sad way to see somebody lose because he was dominating that fight. But props to Lee Wood for getting that comeback uh, finish. Retains the belt. That was awesome to see. Hope Conlon's doing good. I think he posted on Twitter that he's feeling a lot better. He was just out quick. But, man, he must have dumped his, dumped his energy or something because, I don't know. Go watch that fight if you get a chance. I think it was on Dazen. Um, it was awesome though. And then other combat sports news, we'll just do a rundown real quick and then we'll let you go. Uh, we got Kayla Harrison. She finally signs a deal and it's inked in blood PFL. She's going to continue fighting garbage cans. So Kayla Harrison, she's the next Ronda Rousey, but we'll never see her fight anyone good. UFC has announced Michael Chandler versus Terrence Fergus. Sorry, Terrence. Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Um, and then they're finalizing Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. UFC released Greg Hardy after his most recent TKO loss in round one versus Sergey Spivak. Um, Dustin Poirier, he was called out by Colby Covington. Seems like he wants nothing to do with Covington. Um, he said, why don't you fight? Uh, why don't you fight contenders in the welterweight division or whatever? And just seems like he's deflecting, scared, doesn't want that beef. Cejudo, Henry Cejudo, says that the UFC won't pay him what he's worth, so he won't fight. Um, he called out Max Holloway, he's called out a couple other fighters, and just doesn't seem like the UFC is too interested in a King of Cringe comeback. And then Paige Van Zant, she signs a deal with AEW All Elite Wrestling. Um, she's not closing the door on a UFC or a MMA comeback. Doubt she makes it back to the UFC ever, but she's she's with AEW, and it seems like a rising brand. We'll see what happens with her there. Junior Dos Santos signed with Eagle FC. 
another rising brand. He's fighting Jorgen DeCastro, another UFC vet. Um, I think that's in May, so that'll be a banger. We'll see what happens there if Junior's still got it. And then finally, Tai Tuivasa calls out Stipe Miocic. He wants that fight, wants to test himself against the best. Don't get better than Stipe. He's my boy. All right. And that's all the combat sports news we have for you today. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, sorry about the delay. Sorry about not getting episode 13 posted, but this is episode 14. I love you for watching. If you ever want to come on the show, just DM me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And let me know your thoughts on these upcoming matchups that we got going on or this weekend's last uh, couple cards. I'm loving Eagle FC in one right now. UFC is always number one, but they've got a lot of momentum right now. I'm Matt, your host, and I really do appreciate you. Thank you.